Well, there are differences which uh, should not be, uh, you know, pushed under the rug. But uh, these are all legitimate. I think that uh, when you look at the bigger picture, the, um, the, 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 the I'm not talking about the vision of the day after, but the goals, the objectives of the war are quite clear for both countries, Israel and the U.S. They share interests. Uh, Hamas uh, cannot. Uh, uh, be left standing in uh, in Gaza, uh, not only because of security issues, but also because, and, and of course, justice after the uh, horrible massacre of the 7th of October, but also because of the vision, even the U.S. vision, if they're talking about a two-state solution, Hamas is against a two-state solution. And if we want to see any new architecture in the region and any kind of political hor- uh, horizon vis-a-vis the Palestinians, first and foremost, Hamas has to be uh, vanquished altogether, and um, in that sense, I think we are certainly on the same page and, as the U.S. What about the time frame, though? It seems the Americans uh, have indicated that they would like uh, this to draw to a close sometime after the Christmas break, the New Year, Christmas New Year break, whereas Israeli military officials, at least, are talking about fighting until the end of January. Yes, well, there is a trade-off with a timeline. You know, uh, if you intensify uh, with more aggressive uh, ground operation, then the time uh, would be shortened. But if there is a concern, and there is a concern about uh, collateral damage and the humanitarian aspect, then the, um, the, the, the warfare and its intensity is a little bit abated, uh, which means you need more time. So I think with this uh, trade-off, uh, I'm sure that Israel and the U.S. can, uh, can work it out. You mentioned in passing the day after. It seems that that is where the biggest differences of opinion are. And the um, Biden administration appears to be pressing for a role for the Palestinian Authority. Uh, the prime minister has made it clear that he is very much opposed to this. How can this bridge be um, crossed? Well, uh, what I would expect is uh, not to say no to uh, different uh, programs, but what would Israel agree to? Of course, that uh, we will have to be in charge of uh, the security regime in Gaza for the foreseeable time until uh, things can uh, can get better there. But there should be also some political uh, horizon. In that uh, respect, uh, I think that the Israeli government, instead of saying no to everything, should say yes, but. And the but is that if we um, want to see a... Uh, as President Biden uh, uh, coined a revitalized uh, Palestinian Authority, then we have to go and drill down what does it mean, revitalized Palestinian Authority. We have had, Mark, we have had this uh, uh, drill before, uh, following the um, Intifada, the second Intifada, uh, and the defensive shield operation. Uh, the U.S. came up with the idea of a new and um, reformed Palestinian leadership, uh, Arafat was pushed aside and Abu Mazen was brought in. The idea was to have a new entity which will uh, uh, be peaceful, which would uh, live up to its commitments of fighting terrorism, stop incitement, but it was only a change of names. Arafat went, Abu Mazen came. Uh, Of course, um, Abu Mazen had a totally different rhetoric than, uh, than Arafat, but he did the same in terms of financing terror, supporting terror, he legitimized Israel, 
the curriculum in their school is still very nefarious and anti-Semitic and anti-Israel. So now we have that experience, and we talk about a revitalized Palestinian authority that means not only change of leadership, but change of political culture, and that will take time. Uh, but um, this is something that you can work out with our friends and allies in Washington. The problem is that from Israel's perspective, we don't really have time because until something else is in place, it'll be Israel that's responsible for the welfare of the uh, two million residents there. Yes. So I think ideally, uh, it's not just Israel who has a stake here in a calm Gaza. It's also Egypt. It's also the the Gulf countries, uh, including uh, Saudi Arabia. And I understand also that uh, Mr. Sullivan uh, went to Riyadh, very important. Um, ideally, I would say for the just foreseeable time, Israel in charge of security, uh, the Gulf countries in charge of the economy, and Egypt in charge of the administrative uh, management of things until we can bring up a stability and a, and a situation which can lend itself into free and fair elections. And the Palestinians will have to elect their own, but not just they did in 2006, where Hamas won, because Hamas went with bullets to the, to, to the ballots. And uh, in order to have free and, uh, and fair elections, you cannot have armed elements running into it. Only political parties that do not have arms and terror, um, um, let's say, uh, uh, structure uh, under their wings. Isn't this a dangerous strategy, though? What if you have a party that's uh, very much aligned with Hamas or Hamas ideology and uh, they win the election? Well, this is why we need, uh, in the long run, a totally different political uh, structure. This may take a generation. This is why when uh, people talk about the two-state solution, first of all, we have to be emphasizing two-state for two peoples. The Palestinians do not talk about two states for two people. So one can construe two Palestinian states or two Islamic states or whatever. This is why Israel is so much adamant about the recognition of Israel as a Jewish state, not only because it's our uh, DNA. uh, This is also a matter of uh, our uh, self-determination rights. But this is a pushed aside. When we talk about a Palestinian state, certainly we cannot have a Palestinian state where 80% are Hamas supporters or Hamas sympathizers, even if they do not hold arms. This is not something that uh, would um, help stability in the situation. And I think that uh, here uh, we see in the larger picture, it's not just a war between Israel and Hamas. Really, we see here a major, major uh, conflict between Western civilizations led by the United States with the moderate uh, Sunni Arab countries and Israel, of course, on the one side, and we have Iran and all its proxies on the other side. And unfortunately, Iran is being supported uh, militarily and uh, politically by Russia, economically by China. Without this support of China and uh, Russia, Iran would not be able to do what they do, uh, not only on uh, um, subverting and terror all over the region and beyond, but also on their nuclear file, their advance on this, uh, uh, their illegal nuclear program. Finally, a few days ago, President Biden said in comments that he would like to see uh, a change in the makeup of the Netanyahu government. Many U.S. presidents have probably uh, thought similar things in the past. 
not just with this government, but never stated yeah. it publicly. Isn't this a blatant intervention in uh, interference in the makeup uh, in, in domestic affairs of a, a close ally? Have you ever heard anything like this before? No, it is very unprecedented. But I, some would say that Biden has earned his right uh, to be so, uh, let's say, uh, so um, blunt. Uh, with Israel as uh, like a feud in the family on the one hand. But on the other hand, I think this is a uh, manifestation of his frustration with Netanyahu not discussing with him about the day after. And this is, I think, what should be um, expected from the Israeli government. And I think that the thinking in Washington is, and they are not uh, too wrong and too far off, that uh, Netanyahu, is not uh, willing to discuss the day after because of his government and uh, the two uh, uh, right-wing uh, parties of Smotrich and Benvir who do not want to talk about the day after. Some of them even uh, think of annexation of Gaza as well as Judea and Samaria. This is not going to happen anyway, but uh, Bibi uh, Netanyahu is not saying it out of just uh, political expediency so, uh, so far.